welcome, fellow lighting nerds and friends, to another episode of The Light Files, the lighting industry's podcast, powered by the Lighting Showroom Association and hosted by me, Lisa Bartlett. Thank you for joining me again this week. Sorry for the frog in my throat. I'm desperately trying to get over whatever this is. But anyway, I'm almost there. So just bear with me. Um, um, I have had just a very exciting week this week. I hope you all have had a great week as well. Um, I pay attention to the news as much as the rest of us. And, um, I I know a lot of it is dire out there, but, um, I just in the showroom and, you know, sales and just looking at the numbers of it all, um, everything still seems to be going fairly strongly, um, in our industry and for a lot of us with our, with our customers. So, um, yeah, I'm just anxious to see what, you know, the new year brings, I guess, but we've just had another, um, pretty great week in, in the business. And, um, anyway, just heading into the holiday season, which is typically a little slower for us in, uh, independent lighting showroom world. Um, it's been kind of good to see, um, even though I don't typically expect the slowdown to start in October. Um, sometimes it can, uh, depending on (laughs) general world, whatever, especially if it's a presidential election year. Um, but anyway, things have still been strong in my neck of the woods and I hope they are in yours as well. Um, I, uh, have been thinking a lot actually about this concept of bringing traffic into an independent lighting showroom. So there's a lot of reasons this has been on my mind. Um, the aforementioned um, holiday season where people are not typically, you know, I always tell people that um, it's very rare that somebody buys a light fixture for a Christmas present or a fan for that matter. Um, so, you know, <laughs> you can't expect that kind of holiday traffic. Um, so how do we bring customers in the store in that November, December time? Um, I, I know I just mentioned on the podcast that we're in my store. I'm following others who have started to bring in, um, some holiday, like literal, you know, Christmas ornaments, holiday decor, whatever, um, they think might sell in their market areas. So I'm trying that in my store and we're off to a decent start with it. I have to say, um, hopefully that's something that we can grow on in the future. But, um, it really got me even thinking even more about this concept of how we generate traffic into our independent lighting and fan showrooms. Um, it is sometimes a challenge and, um, it, depending on the location of your showroom, like some showrooms are in a high visibility area, high traffic area, you know, where people in your community are already coming to that, you know, neck of the woods to shop for similar products. And, um, that's really great. You probably get a lot of good retail traffic, but not everyone is in that situation. And, um, it can be just seriously a real sticking point trying to figure out how to just generate literal feet in the door, um, in order to keep sales and momentum going on the retail side of the business. Um, because that does typically slack off in November, December, sometimes into January in, um, in lighting showrooms for a lot of us. So I've been, uh, given some thought (laughs) on this, uh, traffic question, like how to generate traffic 
in the showroom um, all year round, but then maybe especially how you can focus on increasing traffic um, for retail in this time of year. So especially, you know, in the fall into the winter. So I think probably the biggest thing I've realized in doing some research on this is planning is the key. <laughs> like so much in life, planning is really where all this starts. Because if I wake up today and decide we're going to do some sort of in-store promo or whatever, like it's probably just not going to be the most well thought out. We're going to take people off guard. That's kind of what I'm worried about just honestly in my own business with doing the um, holiday gifts and decor this year. Um, it was kind of a last minute decision, not plan A. And um, while I'm happy with the product mix we're bringing in, um, we also haven't aggressively promoted this, that it's coming to our customers. So that's, you know, these are just things like, <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> no, um, I just think these are things that is really solidified for me that the more you plan out or at least have a really good outline of what you think your calendar of promotions is going to be for the year, even if you end up tweaking them as you go along, it's really, really key to plan for these like events where you're going to try to generate traffic into your business via a promotion or whatever makes sense for you. <clears throat> and I think we all kind of do ourselves a disservice by not planning in advance. So that's my first takeaway on the driving traffic, you know, qu question conundrum for um, your lighting showroom is to plan. Have a full calendar of promotions to drive traffic in place, or maybe even just, you know, six months at a time or something. Um, because if we, you know, okay, it's November, I need to generate some, some foot feet in the door. The problem with that and like getting to that point is that you're probably going to go to the easiest thing to get feet in the door, right? You're going to just put stuff on sale and, you know, Putting things on sale definitely has a value. Um, if you have too much stock, if you just need to move some dead stock, like, you know, discontinued displays, whatever it is, um, there's definitely a value and a benefit into having a sale. But, you know, there's the downside of sales, right? Like, there, it, it means obvious. Uh, the loss of margin is big. And then the, thing that I realized in my own business, I fell into this trap. I liked having sales in the store because it would generate, you know, a quick shot of interest, people coming in, taking advantage of their discount and whatever. And that's great. But then the sale would lead to a customer expectation that things are always on sale or the price is always negotiable. So think of like Bed Bath & Beyond. Like who would ever go to Bed Bath & Beyond and spend full price on something? No, you'd just wait for the next postcard to come in the mail because you know it's coming in the next week and you'd wait for that and get your 20% off. And it's just, it just, kind of reinforces this, um, you know, bargain shopping behavior. And that's really unsustainable long, long term. It's okay for a quick shot in the arm, but in the long term, 20% off everything uh, is difficult for any retail business, especially. So 
I think that's the one of like the biggest keys towards planning these, like plan a sale too. Like I think it's probably wise maybe to have like two sale events a year and maybe they just become your regular thing. Like you do a warehouse sale every spring or every fall or a spring cleaning sale, like something. I think there's value in that and letting people know that you exist and generate buzz and people always get excited about getting a deal. So there is definitely a place for sales, but too many sales I think is harmful for our success. And like I said, if you're not planning for these generating traffic events or promotional events, um, all you're going to do is just go to the easiest button, which is the sale button. And so I think with a little bit of planning, you can create buzz and bring people into your store without necessarily putting things on sale. Now, that said, uh, anytime you're doing uh, something to create you know, buzz or interest, I mean, there's probably going to be a cost, right? There's going to be some sort of expense associated with it. But in my mind, I think it can be better to maybe just maintain, not maintain, control that expense via whatever you're offering for a promotion and not necessarily just allowing customers to take 20% off of everything in the store, blah, blah, or whatever the case may be. So the next thing that I was uh, thinking about for traffic and like getting people in this, in this door and it is related to sales, but, um, it's like just doing like an item on special. So the special item could be like anything you can dream up a loss leader of something that you bought a bunch of stock of at market or some other show, um, just whatever you can think of, um, doing a BOGO buy one, get one promotion. I've done that in the summer before with ceiling fans. Um, and I know there's another showroom that's uh, a friend <laughs> is a friend of mine. Look, y'all, I collect a lot of my ideas for this podcast and a lot of stuff I try in the store from my network of showroom colleagues. <laughs> They are extremely helpful, and that's, uh, you know, honestly, the crux of the Lighting Showroom Association, too, is we are so much stronger when we collaborate on ideas like this, even if it's a BOGO sale on ceiling fans. And, you know, you buy, you bring in some stock at a discounted price, and then the hit to the margins isn't so hard. And plus, it's just that one item, particularly on special. It's not everything in your store. So you don't quite have the trap of everything being on sale. It's just a special promotion you're running for an exclusive item. Um, and it can still have the impact of generating, you know, feet in the door. And that's what we're all looking for, right? Like that's the topic of this whole podcast is bringing traffic in the door. So, um, another thing that a lot of us do in showrooms, um, it, that is helpful is doing like an in-store event or, um, like a customer appreciation, some sort of like value added, whatever, a seminar, a training, a, um, product knowledge session, a hosting an event for realtors or designers, um, those are really great ways to get people in the door. I have to say, um, for me in some of the like seminar type things I've done before the trainings, they do bring people in the door. They do bring target customers in the door. And I, there is value in that. I just don't get a lot of long-term conversion necessarily on those. 
So I've seen a few showrooms taking a little bit different turn on that and just making it, instead of making everything like product focused or come here and learn, it, there does seem to be some real benefit and just kind of, like I don't know how else to say this, just kind of having a little party, call it customer appreciation, call it special hours, call it something like that. But just having some food and drink and maybe some music available for a little shopping experience, but for a couple hours on this set day, um, or having some sort of like special gift with purchase that you, you know, um, you can find products if you haven't already resourced the website fair.com, F-A-I-R-E.com, um, to see what kind of local artisans are in your area that might make some unique gifts. Um, you should definitely do it. Um, I know there's some downsides to shopping on fair, but, um, I definitely do it for my store and this value add concept is absolutely something I could tie in with the purchases that I do from fair. Uh, there is a local, um, she's basically just a screen printer and she does screen prints of like local cities and coordinates and themes, like all very coastal South Georgia, you know, low country. Um, and they're just on like tea towels and the, you know, it not super, I'm just going to say it's not super innovative, but it's a local touch and a local artisan and our customers really like it. So we're thinking of doing like a value add where you make a purchase of a dollar, certain dollar amount, and you get something from this designer that I found on fair.com, you know, as a, as a bonus prize, like no charge, pick one of these, you know, six things, yours, you know, free, free to keep. So that kind of like gift with purchase value add, I think can be really, really beneficial, maybe even more so than doing that seminar, especially if you're trying to work on your retail traffic. And so I guess maybe that's, you know, as I'm talking this through, that's maybe the thing to think about. It's like, what kind of traffic is lacking in your store? So I went into recording this podcast, just thinking about the slow times uh, towards the fall winter and increasing that retail traffic. But say you you're in one of those locations where your retail traffic doesn't ever really seem to suffer, but you really need to be reaching out to more builders, designers, whatever. Okay. Well, in that case, maybe doing more of the seminar, having an IIDA event or a home builders event, maybe that would make more sense for you in order to, to reach the people and bring in the feet in the door particular feet in the door that you're looking for. Um, the, but I just do think there is some good general advice in doing those appreciation events, whether they're staff appreciation, customer appreciation, like let's just call it a fun little party. You can control the expense of that, right? Like you don't have to spend a crazy amount of money on some, you know, plated, you know, hors d'oeuvres and a few cocktail, you know, wine and beer, whatever, and sodas. Um, and that goes a long way to making people feel engaged and happy. And maybe there's somebody that, you know, knows somebody who knows someone that, you know, can play the acoustic guitar and like, you know, hire them and maybe it's not too expensive. So there's like, 
a great way to bring in some live music, food, drink, and just make it a nice little event for a couple hours in the store. And again, as I've talked about on this podcast, a lot of what we're doing is all about generating that experience, that great experience for our customers so that they want to keep coming back to us. So these cute little touches, having a party, a great warming energy, an energetic event um, can, I think, really go a long ways to solidifying our place in our customers' minds, um, that they really enjoy just spending time with us and being in our inside our brick and mortar showroom. Um, so there's uh, a couple other ideas that I've run across. I'm saving them for last because uh, they're not necessarily as <laughs> applicable. Um, well, one is, okay. So the next one is doing some sort of like, in terms of generating traffic, doing like an offsite event. So I just have real heartache with this. So by offsite event, I mean like a pop-up shop or um, a consumer show, like the home and garden, local home and garden show or something similar. Or if there's a community festival um, in your area, like having a booth there. So I just think you have to do those so carefully as a lighting showroom. Like for some businesses, I think it makes perfect sense to do that. Like you can bring, maybe potentially bring a bunch of goods, have them on display at the show, uh, you know, make some sales, pay back the cost of that booth and do a lot of like customer, like data collection so that you can email them, email them a thank you or whatever. I, there's some definite upsides to it, but for the particular products that we sell, I, sometimes I find it to be just a, a hurdle I can't quite get over in my mind about the return on investment of participating in like a home show. I guess just generating brand awareness is good and maybe uh, worth the cost of entry. I would love to hear from some of y'all that regularly do your local home show um, and and tell me what you're like, how you turn that into success for your showroom. Um, cause we've done them in the past, but it's basically amounted to just an expense and, uh, people out of the office during key hours. And it just hasn't been a thing that's worked well for us, but I definitely see like the idea behind it and how it could be successful. So just interesting there. And then the last thing with traffic, I don't know if so much if it's a traffic thing as just generating that sense of a bond with your business, um, in doing some sort of like, um, cause marketing, supporting a local, um, charity or something else that means something to you and your business. So whether it's like the animal shelter, whether it's the tr save a tree foundation, whether it's a clean water project, like whatever it is that means resonates with you as like the business owner or owners and, um, make sure customers feel a little bit more like warm and fuzzy about shopping with you. Um, I don't always necessarily translate that in my mind to feet in the door, but again, a lot of what we're doing is building relationships and trying to build really solid relationships. And just like in real life, personal relationships, uh, it's going to be a little bit different path for every customer we have, right? Like for some people, um, maybe depending on their age and where they're at in life, 
um, the cause marketing, knowing that they're supporting a business that's supporting this charity, um, might really make the difference in them coming into your store versus anybody else's. And that's something, you know, it's definitely something to consider. And so that's why I guess we need to do kind of all of these things simultaneously and plan for them. Ah, there we go. I'm back to the planning part again. And the reason I'm back to the planning part again is because the more we plan and prep for these things, they don't seem disjointed. It can tell a whole story about our business and who we are over the course of a whole year. And what that does is really gives our customers the feeling of a solid relationship with us as a business in their local community. It gives them um, a reason to want to work with us. It gives us as the retailer um, content that is useful and interesting to share via email and our social media. It gives us something to say without selling full time, if that makes sense. Like we're just inviting you in for our customer appreciation happy hour. Um, did you know in the month of October, um, 10% of our profits go to breast cancer awareness, like whatever it is, this is giving you a genuine reason to reach out to your customers and get them excited and stay in front of them. And it's not just another email about something that they don't particularly care about or need at that time, which always leads to a bunch of, you know, unsubscribe from email lists. And it's certainly not helping gain followers on social media. So all of this planning really feeds into this development of a solid relationship with our customer base. And then, you know, once we get them in the store with the traffic, our displays, our fabulous staff of lighting nerds, our great merchandising, that all takes over and again, just helps make this um, kind of a, a no brainer from the uh, consumer perspective to do business with us. So I just really wanted to talk through some of these ideas about bringing traffic into the store in your brick and mortar lighting and fan showroom during times of year when maybe it's a bit slower. And of course, like everything in life um, in doing research on this, on, on talking about it, the really the key is to plan in advance and to tell a story that resonates with what your brand is as a business. So I've learned lately that a lot of us lighting showroom owners start talking about our business by saying, well, I'm different than a lot of other lighting showrooms. So just think about that a second. We are all independent businesses. <clears throat> we all have our special ways. We came to exist in the world. Not a lot of them are alike. We're not franchises. We all are a little bit different in our own unique ways. And I just think if you can sit and spend some time with thinking about what is unique about your brick and mortar lighting and fan showroom, and then plan a calendar of promotions, events, sales, whatever it is around it to continually engage your audience, to engage your customer base, to bring the feet in the door. I really think it can set your business up for year round success. And it's absolutely going to be one of my core missions for my store going into 2023. So I can't wait to hear your thoughts on this. If you've done a home show and had great results with it, let me know because I want to report back to the group. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening and take care.